Hello, it's episode 278 of the Dan York Report, and for the past 10 years, every week, I have been providing a report, as it's called, a correspondence report, into the For Immediate Release podcast, otherwise known as FIR by members of its listener community. And uh, FIR is a show that has been, as I said, since 2005, about the intersection of business, communications, public relations, technology, all of these topics. And I've provided this five to seven minute report, generally focusing more on technology side of things. I've been the tech reporter coming into the show with new thoughts, new things about various different types of technology. I thought I'd share with those who listen to the Dan York Report a bit about what that episodes or what that report sounds like. Here's one that will follow this commentary that I gave into the last show where I was talking a lot about the World Summit on the Information Society, WISIS, that I went to in New York City at the United Nations, and then a bit about two other tools and things that were some changes that were happening, Uh, some changes to Sketch, some changes to Wirecast Go, some new features like that. And that's some of what I bring into each different show. Now, I know coming up in, in this show for tomorrow, for Monday, I'm going to be talking about uh, some of the malware that's coming, uh, that was discovered in Hyatt's systems and what that means for communicators, what, you know, encouraging people to think about what other crisis communication plans. I'll be talking about ad blocking now being a default in a hardware vendor's browser and how that starts to increase that interest in ad blocking out there. And then I'm going to talk a bit about the uh, discussion between Evan Williams of Twitter and Medium um, uh, versus uh, Dave Weiner in a discussion around where, what's the future of publishing and blogging. That's the kind of things I talk about. But meanwhile, I'm going to share with you my report from last week. And if you're interested in learning more, you can go to firpodcastnetwork.com, where you'll see a range of shows related to social media, PR, uh, internal communications, employee communications, lots of different topics like that. The main show is the FIR podcast, which for 10 years was produced by Shell Holtz and Neville Hobson. Shell's in California and Neville is in, well, lately in the UK. Earlier this year, Neville decided to uh, to leave the show after 10 years. And so Shell is now continuing it on. And so we this was a uh, an input into FIR episode number 14, after having done some 800-odd episodes of the uh, previous Shell and Neville version. Anyway, here it is. Listen to it. Give a listen. If you like it, I'd encourage you to go and check it out at firpodcastnetwork.com. And here is the report. I'll come back on briefly at the end of this. But uh, in the meantime, here it is. Hello, Shell and Steve, Ron, Jim, and FR listeners around the world. It's Dan York coming at you from Keene, New Hampshire. And last week was a big week at the United Nations in New York, as I mentioned in my report. It was the 10-year review of, of an event called the World Summit on the Information Society, or WISIS, where the nations of the world, 190, were getting together to talk about where have we come since 2005 in creating an information society, and where do we need to go? What, you know, what do we need to do in the next 10, 15 years to further that idea of this information society? And perhaps more importantly, in one way, is what is the role of the United Nations and all of the various different governments in that future of the internet? And so uh, there was a lot of negotiations in the weeks and months leading up to that. And there were some governments who wanted to have a much stronger role for governments in overseeing the internet. 
you know, you can imagine certain governments out there that might like to have governments play a larger role to uh, assert their, uh, you know, to be able to surveil their citizens, to restrict their citizens, to do those kind of things. And this isn't to say they won't still doing that, still do that. They certainly will in many cases. But what happened here this week was that the UN said, you know what? The internet does really belong to all of us. It involves all what are called stakeholders in policy space. It's a multi-stakeholder environment. It means that the future of the internet cannot be set by government alone. Government has a role to play, but so does private industry. So does civil society. So does education in, in universities. So does regular citizens. Everybody has a role to play in the future of that internet. And so it was a uh, it was a document. It was not a legally binding document. There was an outcome document that said, this is what we think the future of the internet should be. And it talks about internet accessibility, human rights and free speech, internet governance, internet security, touches on all of those areas. Now, the big win here is that it supported that and supported the model we have now, the multi-stakeholder the multi involving many different people and different aspects. It supported the idea that human rights offline should also be, those same rights should be available online. You know, it supported the sense that it would take all of us to govern the future of this. Now, had it gone the other way, then a UN document would have provided legitimacy to governments that wish to go and clamp down further or wish to impose further restrictions, sanctions, all of that. But it didn't. The good news is the UN agreed that the internet should be able to be open, free, following the model it has for the next at least 10 years. We'll have to see as that goes along in there. Now, you know, of course, this doesn't mean we're free to stop worrying about this. We must continue to be vigilant. We must continue to be mobilized to be thinking about this because there are certainly governments that will go ahead and increase their surveillance. They will block the communication paths. They will add more firewalls. They will go and do more things to go and do that. And so we do have to be alert and awake. But the good news, at least now, is that at least from a UN's point of view, the, uh, the outcome is clear. It takes all of us. We need to work together. We need to connect the unconnected, bring the opportunities of the internet to so many more people out there, the 60% the of the world that is not yet on the internet. And we need to do so in a way where we are all working together in some fashion. It was a great week. It was my first time ever being in the United Nations uh, General Assembly Hall. It's pretty uh, amazing, interesting, you know, kind of cool to be in, in that kind of space and to see that. And, uh, and it was a great week. So that's the news. A bunch of links for you to look at in the show notes. Uh, a major one is just if you go to internetsociety.org slash WSIS, you'll see links to all sorts of posts and more information about that. So that's all on that topic. Two other quick ones. If you're a fan of Skitch, as I have been, a tool, well, it's dead on all platforms except Mac. I actually liked the iOS version. It was a quick way to go take a, an image, a screenshot, whatever, mark it up, and then be able to save it and share it out. But Evernote has been pruning its product trying to focus more, and it got rid of Skitch for Windows, Windows Touch, iOS, and Android. It will continue to work on the Mac, and it is my daily tool that I use. It's one of the ones that I use every single day, honestly, to go and take snapshots of images, crop, resize them, mark them up, do that kind of stuff, and then use them in blog posts. I do worry, though, that if this is kind of the path, how long will Evernote support Skitch on Mac? You know, who knows? We'll have to see. But if you're a Skitch user, you've probably seen this, but iOS, Android, and Windows are going away and who knows where the Mac is. But let me leave on a better note. I mentioned a number of shows ago about a new tool called Wirecast Go for mobile live streaming. 
and I mentioned it was in beta. It's now out. You can get it at telestream.net, and it's telestream.net slash wirecast dash go. And what I like about this is it's a great app for streaming out to YouTube Live or to other RTMP servers other that you can go and do it. But what I like is it's got layers. So you can be able to switch between different shots that you've prepared. You can have your logo, you can have titles, you can have images. You can set all this up before a live stream so that you can be able to do all of this from your iPhone. It's a different, you know, this is designed for people who want, you know, titles, they want credits, they want screenshots, they want doing this, they want to do it. It's a more higher level or more involved type of live streaming app than what you get with, say, Periscope or, or Meerkat or one of these that are out there. But if you're interested in live streaming, check it out. It's called Wirecast Go. It's available for the iPhone now. It's, there's a free version that lets you switch between two shots. You can then upgrade for, I think it's $5 right now, for an unlimited number of shots. Um, it's got replay highlights. It's, it's a, it does have some interaction that you can use with it. It's all a very cool app. So check that out, Wirecast Go. That's all for me. You can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the show. Bye for now. And that was how many of my shows end, with a shout-out to the show hosts and something like that. Um, again, if you're interested in hearing more of these shows, you can go to firpodcastnetwork.com. This particular show was the actual FIR. Um, it's now called just the FIR Podcast. Um, or for immediate release is actually what it's called these days, sorry. And that is the actual show that this is part of. It's an hour, hour and a half show. And again, this is a five, seven minute segment. Again, check it out, FIR Podcast Network. It's a great uh, series of shows around the topics of social media, um, you know, communications, uh, PR, any of these kind of things for marketing, communications, PR professionals, all of that again. So that's it for there. Now you can um, find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.